Today's daf is daf Tes Zayin, and we pick up from Amarava, the fourth line. Okay, Amarava Menolan. See that? All right, let's get going. Today's daf is going to be focused on Nidui, when a person is excommunicated, um, and what that process is. Says the Gemara, Amarava. Menolan. How do we know that before putting somebody in Nidoy, there's an obligation to send a Shliach Bezdin to command him, or Mizamina literally means to invite him, to let him know that he must come to the court? We send him a Shliach Bezdin. How do you know that? It says, Maisha sent a messenger to go to go um, bring, or to inform, Dosan and Aviram, the sons of Aliyah, when uh, we had the Machlekes between Maisha Rabbeinu and Kairach. So you have to let them know. How do you know that not only do you send the Shliach Bezdin, but the Bezdin um, invites the person, summons the person, commands the person to come for the Din Taira. You and your entire assembly. Okay, so what do we learn so far? So far what we've learned is that you have to send the Shliach Bezdin. And what does the Shliach Bezdin do to the person? The Shliach Bezdin um, commands the person to come to the Bezdin. Okay, now Lekame Gavra Rabba. There's another halacha, which is that when we inform the guy that he needs to come to Bezdin, it needs to be done in front of a Talmud Chacham, who's a big Gavarab, uh, Chashra person. It says in front of Hashem. So this is the process. You got to go through a process. You can't just say, oh, this guy did Avera, he's a Nidoy. There's a process. You let him know, you command to come to Bezdin, and it needs to be done with seriousness, meaning there's a great person there. You're not just sending your, your little uh, 12-year-old son to uh, say, my tati said you have to come to Bezdin. It's got to be done with, uh, with a seriousness. Atu planya. Um, how do we know that um, the Shliach Bezdin has to give the details of why he's being summoned and who else is being summoned to this guy? Dechsev, ata vehem ve'aren. You, Kairach, and Aaron. Okay? Udukabi'inon zimna. How do you know that you can't just say, you have to come to Bezdin right now? No. How do we know that when you go to the person, you're saying, you're, you should come on this date, at, you know, at, at, you, you set a time. This is a meeting. You, 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 know, you, you prepare a set time. says, tomorrow. I expect you to be there tomorrow. Zimna basar zimna. How do we know that he gets put into Khirim if he doesn't come after two different invitations. You offered him two different times to come and he doesn't come. That's when he gets put into Nidoy. They called Parai, uh, the king of Mitzrayim, to be put into, into Khirim. What they call him? They, they called him uh, the, the, the guy who the wind blows around. He couldn't nail him down. It's only when a guy can't be nailed down. We offered you, not offered you, but we expected you to come twice and you haven't showed up. You're not following through on this important um, obligation to show up the best and that he gets put into Nidu. 
How do you know that if when the Shliach Bezdin comes, the guy says, the guy says, I'm not coming, or he gives him attitude. The Shliach Bezdin comes, he comes back and he tells us, it's not a transgression of Lashon Hari, you're speaking negatively about another Jew. No, there's no issue here. The Tzatayalas is a constructive purpose. That um, they, they told Moshe when he said, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm commanding you to come meet with me. They said, you know, no matter what, even if you poke out the eyes of these people, why, why was that necessary for the messenger to come back to Maisha and say that? You're speaking negatively about Dawson Avirim. You see from here that when it comes to something like this, it's important for the Bezdin to know the ins and outs of this guy's attitude. Okay? And if he's trying to be tough with the Bezdin, it's permitted for the Shliach Bezdin to bring that information back. Okay. So that's the process that the Bezdin has to do before any sort of nidoy, before any sort of excommunication is decided. And how do you know that if the guy doesn't show up after doing this whole process, he gets put into nidoy? Meiraiz is cursed. Okay, Meiraiz was somebody who was put into cherem, he was cursed out. Says the Gemara, the hachi svara the gavra rabba. How do we know that um, when we tell the guy to come to Bezdin, he has to know that he's dealing with Chashuva people. The Malach of Hashem told Meiraiz uh, when he was being put into Cherim. And how do you know that not only do you, can you put somebody in Nidoi, which is excommunication, but even a Cherim? Uh, he's cursed, he's cursed. Now, what, what we're starting to see from here is that there's two so far. We're going to learn there's a third. But right now, so far, we see two levels of excommunication. The most chamor level of excommunication is what we call a full-fledged cherim. Okay, we'll see the differences. And then there's a lower level, which is what we've been referring to, which is called nidoy. It's cherim, but it's not a full-fledged cherim. There's, there's differences. So what we've been discussing up until now is nidoy is not a cherim. Okay. Bacherim, the same process comes. How do you know when a person's in Nidoi? If somebody eats and drinks with him, meaning doesn't follow that communication, and goes with him for Amas, it says, who's cursed? Those who sit with the one who's excommunicated. Okay, beautiful. Says the Gemara, another question. How do we know that when somebody is in excommunication or a cherem, that we let the tzibor, we let the community know what this guy did wrong? There's no transgression of Lashon Hara with this. Meiraiz was cursed because, I will tell you exactly why he was cursed, um, because they didn't come to help. There were with, with 400 blasts of a shoifer, Barak, put Meirais into Cherim. So it was well known. When somebody goes into Cherim or somebody goes into Nidoy, this all of a sudden becomes a public event, which I want to talk about a little bit later, because this seems to be not the, uh, you know, not the, the, the Torah process. Usually a Yid is expected to be still a hate. You, you, you're, you're quiet. 
Yeah, we, we don't go around just, just speaking negatively about other people. But over here, it seems that there are times where for the sake of a having a proper system within the community, this is allowed. We'll get into this in Mertz Ikadamri, there are those who say, May Rise was a gav, um, was Gavra Rabba, the Ikad Amrika Chavava. Some say Meraiz wasn't a person, but it was a constellation, Shanamar Min Shamayim Nilchimuakhovim from the heavens, the 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 Kachavim, the stars, the constellations all fought, and that's a Pasuk dealing with Meraiz. Okay. Getting back to uh Bezdin and somebody who doesn't listen. How do you know that if somebody does not listen to a Bezdin, Bezdin has the power to remove ownership over their property. They actually have the right to control a person's bank account. A person's, they say, if you don't listen, we're going to fine you and then take that money from him. Anybody who comes... Within three days, like the nobleman said, Uzukainim um, and the elders, Yechram Korachushai, his his uh, all of his rechush, all of his property, his estate is going to be taken. And he himself is also going to be separated from Klal Yisrael, um, who is in Galus. And how do you know that at a a, a bezdin? is allowed to get into, we'll, we'll call it even a public fight, a public argument with somebody, and give curses on the person, and protest against them, and even uh, have, uh, cut their hair or pull out their hair in a way of, of uh, humbling them, um, and have them and have them swear that they're never going to do this again. How do we know that we give a bezdin? I don't want to say it like this, you know. Uh, but how do we know we give them like like these heavenly powers? <laughs> you know, like these things. Usually, you say you leave to the rabbi But a bezdin has the right if a guy doesn't follow through on the system that exists in Klal Yisrael to. Get get serious with him, okay? Both emotionally, physically. How do you know? It says in the pasuk, I, I have argued with them, and I have cursed them, and I hit some of the men, and I took out their hair, and I had them make an oath. Okay. Now this is where this is where we should pause and just just. Notice um, the the importance of as much as man to man, person to person, human to human. We need to have incredible sensitivity and think a thousand times before opening our mouth, before wagging a finger, before rebuking. A Bezdin has, if we have to do it a thousand times, a Bezdin has to do it 500 times. They also need to think. However, in order to ensure that Klal Yisrael as a community is taken care of, we need to have, we need to know when to crack down on Mishigayim, on, on craziness. 
And if somebody's if somebody's going to be a, a, a you know be a Russia, if somebody's going to act wicked, that's not the right time to sit back and say, okay, I'll let Hashem deal with it. That's not my cheshben. No, a best, the role of the leaders is to get out there and get serious with the person and let him know that if you don't follow through and allow our society to function in a Torah way and in the way that Hashem wants, we're going to fight back at this. And you're going to be high of Malchus. And we're going to humiliate you. And there's, and there's going to be communal pressure. And it's... Uh, uh, fine. All right. And how do you know that you can even tie him up? You take ropes and, and tie him up. And even, uh, you know, chase him. We'll see what that means soon. Yeah, whether the Chayav Misa, whether they're, they're moved from place to place, we'll see what that means in a, in a minute, um, where he, he ha- kind of has to run away um, from, uh, to a different place, or, um, uh, I'm sorry, and even with uh, locking up, what does it mean to remove him? It means hardafa to run after him, run after him. Don't let it. Don't let him run away from this this issue. We we chase it. My hardafa. What it, to what extent? Amr of Yehuda, braider of Shmuel bar Shiyas of Shei the Rav. Yehuda son of Shmuel bar Shiyas says him of Rav menadin lealter. We put him into cherem right away. Vishainin laachar shleishim yom. You do it again. And do it again after 60. So what does it mean to run after him? What it means is, if this guy doesn't stop, you keep running after him. You chase him around. And after 30 days, he ain't done. You say, okay, okay, buddy, 30 more days. And if after 30 days, he still hasn't done tshuva and he's still causing the same problem, okay, buddy, another 30 days. We keep running after him. We don't drop it. says, This is what Rav Chista says, We give this guy, Hasra, we give him a, a warning on Monday. That's when Bezdin sits, on every Monday and Thursday. So we should give the guy a warning on Monday, the Hamishi, and on Thursday, Visheni, and on Monday, like a Bahab. Monday, Thursday, Monday, we warn him. If he doesn't listen, that's when we say, okay, 30 days of Nidoi are starting now. This is when he has a financial obligation. And they say, listen, you got to come to Besdin. We got to figure this out. The guy doesn't show up. But if a person is just mafkir himself, which means he says, you know, what? I don't care about anything. I don't care about... Um, what the sages say, I don't care about the Bezdin, I don't care. And the issue that we're dealing with him in, on is a halachic decision of a Talmud Chacham. And he says, I'm not coming. So then it doesn't even need a Monday, Thursday, Monday. The Nidoi or the Cherim starts immediately. And now the Gemara is going to get into, we're going to stay focused on this topic um, of Bezdin. We're going to, get in, we're going to have a, a number of stories on this daf, I'm going to have uh, some some beautiful practical applications of this, even for those of us who aren't put into cherim. But some some messages that we could take for ourselves. All right, tahu tabacha. There was a tabach. There was a butcher. De is paker bar who 
was um, Rav, uh, he uh, he made Rav, Rav Tovi Barmasna's kavod ownerless. Okay, he disregarded him. I don't care about this rabbi. So Abai and Rava were put in charge of checking out what exactly what happened. Vishamtu, and they put him in Khirim. So what happened? The butcher went and he asked Mechila from Ravtuvi Barmasna. Amr Abaye, Abaye says, Hechi Levad, now that the butcher did Teshuva, what should we do? Lishri Leidui, remove the Khirim, Lechol Shamta Leitlosin Yaimim. We said Khirim is a minimum of 30 days. It's not 30 days yet. But if we don't remove the cherim, you know what? He's needed by the community over here. We need this butcher to get back to work. And the Maisi, he did tshuva. So what's the balancing act over here? How do we use our shikoladas to decide what to do? What's more important? That nidoy stays automatically for 30 days? Or do we say, the guy did tshuva. The guy did tshuva over here. You know, let him out. Kaboy, um... Says, Did you hear about it? The same sound, the toot, that, that put him into Kherim is the same sound that takes him out. And therefore, why was he put into Kherim? Because it was, it was well known that he disregarded Rav Tovi Barmasna. So too, all you need to do is make it well known that he now is going to show Rav Tovi Barmasna a proper kavod. And Mamela, you can remove the cherim right away. Amar Le, so Abai says, Hani mili um, he says, Hani mili um, This is true by Momen, Aval la frikusa adchay l'shamta But over here, he says, no, you cannot remove the cherim, because over here, where the cherim started out of disrespect for a Talmud Chacham, it needs to remain. It's kind of his kapara, so to speak, right? He, he needs to finish out his 30 days. Even though he went and asked Mechila, his tshuva is not done until the 30 days are complete and we don't follow Shmuel's opinion that tut osar tut shari, right? The, the same sound that, took, that put him in takes him out. Okay. Alma Kasavar Abai. You see that Abai holds, Hani Beit Tlosa de Shamisu, that when you have three judges who put somebody into Khirim, three other judges cannot come along and take him out. Now, how do you see that from Abai? Because Abai says, you need to finish up 30 days. Three, three, three uh, Dayanim put you in, that stays. Nobody else could take you out. Because there was a question asked, when you have three Dayanim that put somebody into Khirim, can three other Dayanim come and argue? Can you imagine if you could do that? Yeah? Can you, you, like, listen, Baruch Hashem, you, you know, uh, our, our Bate Din are set up. But you could imagine the question. Because if you have three Dayanim that puts someone in the Kherim, you're always going to have three other, not always, but oftentimes you have three other Rabbanim that argue. So you'll go to three other Rabbanim and say, oh, take me out. You're in, you're out. You're in, you're out. Yeah? Does it work like that? Or do we say, once three competent ayonim put you in, you're there. Toshma come and listen. Listen to this. If somebody is put into Nidoi for his friends, let's call it his social circle. The halacha is, um, if you're put into Cherim from 
a social, you, you could be put into cheirim from certain circles, okay? So a person is put into nidoy from his rebbe. By definition, that means you're also in cheirim from your colleagues, from your fellow students. Menudah Talmud, but if you're put into cheirim, you're put into nidoy from your colleagues, um, you could still go learn Torah by your Rebbe. If you're put into Cherem by a higher, the status we'll call it, the lower social statuses are included. When you're put into Cherem from lower social statuses, you can still go to the higher social status to learn Torah. If you're put into Cherem in your own city, you're in Cherem from from uh, when you go to a different city as well. However, if he's in Cherem from in a different city, it's not for his own town. If he's put into Cherem from the Nasi, which is a higher social status, it includes all the Klayusro. You put into Nido for for uh, you know push the Yidden. You're still allowed to go to your leader and uh, come with Dalaramas and. And um, have a an element of a relationship. says, "If one of the tamidim pass away, uh, uh, who put him in, uh, who was in cherim dies, his chelak is mufer means it's not removed from anybody else. Okay, you need um, if if you have three dayonim and one of the dayonim die, you need." at least one more person to sit down with them. The last two people cannot just sit there and say, okay, yeah, now, now we're going to release you. Okay. Now, what do you see from this b'risa? Shema minotlas. We're going to walk away with three halachas from this, says the Gemara, in an assumption. Shema minotlas. You learn from here that a Talmud who's put into Nidoi for his own, uh, I'm sorry, a Talmud Chacham who put someone into Nidoi for his own kavod, Nidoi, Nidoi. It is, it's, it stays. It's a valid Nidoi. And you also learn from here that each Dayan removes his own portion of putting that guy into Cherim. His part does not leave. So if you have three Dayanim, one dies, two of them remove the Nidoi, he's still one third in Cherim. Okay? And you also learn out that when you have three people who put someone into Cherim, you cannot have three other people remove it. Because otherwise, this, this one guy dies, big deal. You'll just go over to three different Dayanim. It seems from this price, you're not allowed. So we have an answer. All right? We have an answer. Again, the Gemara asked the question, three Dayanim put a guy into Nidoi. Can three different Dayanim remove him? You see from this Brisa? No. Omar Amemar. Amemar says, by the way, Hilchasa Hani Beit Klosa Deshamisu, if you have three Dayanim, put a guy into Cherim, it is allowed. One second. Ravashi says to Amemar, what are you talking about? Didn't we just learn the Brisa? Vatanya, we learned. One of the Talmidim put someone into Cherim, and the Talmud died. It remains forever. My love in a Mufar cloud doesn't it mean. That is there no matter what, and you can't have a different Dayan remove his part of the Nidoi. It says, Lai, that's not what it means. It means until you have a whole, a, a, a completely different Bezin, but a completely different Bezin is permitted to remove it. Period. Okay, so what do we have here? Let's just 
got a, got a grip on the last, last few lines. The Gemara asked the Shaila. We're just speaking this out. Gemara asked the Shaila. What is the halacha if you have somebody put the cherem by one bezdin, three judges? Can three different judges put him, uh, take him out? So we tried proving no, because the Brisa says that if one of the three judges dies and the other two judges remove the cherem, he's still one third in cherem. Why it must be that you need the same guy to remove the cherem. You can't have different ones. To which Amemar responds, wrong. You could have different ones. I, why is this guy still a third in Kherim? If one die and dies. That means only until a completely new Bezdin comes along. But if you take a have three new Dayanim that come along and remove the Nidoy, Gesundheit, hate, there's no problem. Okay. A Nidoy, an excommunication is a minimum of 30 days. Listen to us. And here we're up to category number three. There's no nazifa for less than seven days. So listen closely. This nazifa is a third level. The highest level of cherem is a cherem. The level underneath that is nidoy. The level underneath that is called nazifa. Nazifa means you're not in cherem, okay? You're not in cherem for 30 days. You're not in excommunication. However, you are rebuked. Nothing, we'll see what happens ultimately. But you're like in a status of somebody who Klal Yisrael and the Rabbani Shalalem are upset at. You crossed the line. You did something wrong. Not to a level we're going to put you in Nido Yercherim. But you did something terribly wrong. And you, you're, you're like, you have a rebuke hanging over your head. Okay, that is Nazifa. We get into some fascinating stories about this. The Afalp Shein Rayladab, even though there's no proof to this, Zeikh Ladabra, a way to to that were hinted to this, that we remember this. Shinamrat says, beautiful. Yet that when Miriam spoke Lashnar about Maishra Bainu, so she was put uh, you know, she was put into uh, she had to leave the camp for seven days. All right, so you see that there's rebuke for seven days. By the way, the nidoy, the excommunication in Golos, outside Eretz Yisrael, is the same level as a nazifa in Eretz Yisrael. And the halacha is, nazifa and their nazifa lasts seven days. So our rebuke kind of lasts 30 days, but their rebuke lasts seven days. Says the Gemara Vesulai, that's it, only seven days in Eretz Yisrael, Bar Shimon. Um, bar Rebbe Ubar Kapara Have a Yasvi Vikagarsi. Okay, listen to these these names closely. Rav Shimon, the son of Rebbe. Remember that Rav Shimon over here is Rebbe's son. We're gonna need this for the story. Ubar Kapara and Bar Kapara. They were sitting and learning. Kashya Luhushmaitza, and they had a question. Omar Le Shimon. Shimon said Le Bar Kapara. What we're talking about and learning needs my father. It needs Rebbe. What's your father going to help? What does he know? He's not going to be able to clarify anything. Oh boy. Uh-uh. You can mess with me. You don't mess with my old man, right? 
So Rabbi Shimon went and told his father, Rabbi, what Bar Kapara said about him. Ikbid. And Rabbi was makbid. He was upset. Also Bar Kapara Okay. Bar Kapara, at some point, came to uh, Rabbi's house. Omar Lay, Rabbi says, Bar Kapara, any makir chamaylam. Bar Kapara, what's your name? Yeah, Bar Kapara, what's your name? What do you mean, what's your name? He's saying, Bar Kapara, I don't really, I don't really know you. I don't really know you. Yeah, he's, there's a, uh, <laughs> there's, you know, th- there's a line that they say out there, a humorous line. There's certain things that from people say that if you're not in the community, you have no clue what they're talking about. One of them is when you walk over to a guy in Shul during Kriya Satira, and you say, no, Maisha, what's your name? <laughs> it's called a Maisha, right? But if you're from, you know, you say, Maisha, you're asking him, what's your name for Naliya? Yeah, we don't say, Maisha, what's your name? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to anybody else. To us, it makes a lot of sense. No, Maisha, you know, you know, how do we call you up to the Tyra? That's, what's your name? That's what Rebbe's saying to Bakapara. Bakapara, what's your name? Yeah, I don't really, I don't really know what you're up to. Um, um, so Bakapara chapped that Reb Shimon snitched. So Barkapara on his own, and this is so powerful, he saw that a Talmud Chacham's feelings were hurt. You know what he did? He put himself into rebuke for 30 days. Rebbe didn't tell him, but Barkapara, to teach himself the importance of how careful you need to be with talking, said, I, I, I'm a Nazifa. I'm, I'm rebuking myself. So you see from here, by the way, that Nazifa um, in Eretz Yisrael was 30 days, not 7 days. Okay. By the way, says the Gemara, I'll tell you some more stories. Shuv Pamechot, another story. Rabbi made a decree that Tyra was not allowed to be taught out in the marketplace. Why? My Darash, where does Drasha come from? The Pasuk says, It says, Your thighs are like chaloyim, are like jewels. Just like the thigh is covered over, top of Amid base. So to the words of Taira should be covered over. What a Heilige Drasha. Listen closely. Listen closely. We're going to see this soon. We're going to get, little, we're going to get back to this Drasha. But at this point, what Rebbe is saying is that when something is precious and something is kadosh, it's not flaunted. The reason why it's not flaunted is because when you flaunt something, you're minimizing it. You're minimizing it. When something is special, you're focused on it. Tyra is not out, says Rebbe, at this time. This is his thought. We're going to see there's a different approach. But says Rebbe... The Tyra is, you don't teach in the marketplace. When you learn Tyra, you sit inside a base medrash. That's how you approach Tyra. Rav Chia still went and taught Tyra in the marketplace. The Rav the Rabbi Barbarachana, and his, his, uh, he taught it to Rav and Rabbi Barbarachana. Shama Rabbi Ikbid. Rabbi heard about this Tyra teaching in the marketplace and he was makbid. Also, Rav Chia, Les Chazuyele, Rav Chia came. And Amar Le, Rabbi said, Iya, uh, Iya, Mikar Le Bechutz, Iya, somebody's calling you outside. 
Okay, Yoda Dinaka somehow understood with her Yehuda calling him Ia, somebody's outside, Chab, that Rebbe didn't want him there, and that Rebbe was makbid on what he did. He also, he realized that Rebbe is right, and he put himself into Nazifa for 30 days. You hit us. Mamish Halig. You have, you have, the Rebbe says something, the, Talm, the, the Talmud doesn't listen, the Rebbe gives Musr in a way of honor, but direct, very direct, you know what you did wrong, and the Talmud realizes, all right, this is on me. Not a blame, it's on me. Biyayim Tlas and Shalachli, on the 30th day, he sent to him, Ta, Rebbe said, I want you to come back. Hadar Shalachli, Delay, Leisei. That he sent them that he shouldn't come. Okay, you should come, don't come. Meikara Maisavar, why do you tell him to come? Ubasayif Maisavar, now why do you tell him not to come? Says the Gemara, Meikara Savar, Mekasim Kekule. First, Rebbe said, listen, it's day 30, should be out of here and let him come. And then afterwards, he, said, he thought to himself that, you know, doesn't apply to rebuke. Um, you need 30 complete days. Now, why does the Gemara say this part? To teach us practically speaking. When it, even though when it comes to the laws of mourning, we say, part of a day is like the whole day. Like, for example, when sitting Shiva, the morning of the seventh day is enough. You don't sit Shiva the entire day. But that doesn't apply to Nidwe. Okay. All right. So now, Rabchia is at a cherem. He comes back to Rebbe. Amar le'amayosis. Rebbe says, "Why are you coming?" Amar le'de sholach li'mar de'lese. Earlier today, he asked me to come. Vashuchulach de'loyotesi. Rebbe said, "Yeah, but then I sent you a message not to come." Yeah. So why are you coming? Amar le'zereisi v'zeleirisi. Rebbe says, "Well, let me tell you. I got your first message, and I didn't get your second message. So now the question is, so why didn't you come?" Yeah. Kara le'i. So Rebbe said about Rebbechia. Bertzayis Hashem. When a person gives nachas to Hashem, darke ish gam oivov yashlem itai. When a person gives nachas to Rabbi Nishalaylam, HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes that even those who are upset with him, his enemies, ultimately will be able to find shalom with him. And this is why you got the message to come and you didn't get the message not to come. And hence he came only at the end of the day. Okay. My time of Marachi. Rebbe says to Rebchiyah, you saw I was upset. You put yourself into rebuke. Let me ask you a question. Why did you teach Torah in the marketplace? The Pasuk says that Chachma, the Torah, wisdom, should sing in the streets. You don't understand that Pasuk. If you learned it, you didn't review it. If you reviewed it like Shilash, you should have learned it a third time. If you learned it a third time like Pirshulach, you got it wrong every time. Let me tell you what that Pesach means. Okay? Does not mean to sing Torah in the streets. Rather, it's like Rabba says, Anybody who learns Torah inside, physically inside and emotionally inside. You learn Torah to let it soak in. For my panemius. I want to know what I'm going to do, how I'm making this part of my life, how it's Tyrus Chaim, how I'm applying this to my life. The Tyrus sings about that person out in the streets. It makes it well known that this guy is uh, is uh, Emma's Dicka person. Ah, he says, Gemara, one second. The Maisa, we have two, uh, two uh, different psukim. 
What about the, uh, you know, uh, I didn't speak, that's talking about the days of what we know as a Yarche Kala. Why is the Yarche Kala called a Yarche Kala? Because of this Gemara, all right? And Yarche Kala was a day that they would publicly learn Torah together. We know the Torah is called a Kala. The same way a Kala, a bride, brings completion to the relationship, so too Torah brings completion to the relationship between uh, Yid and the Torah and a Yid and the Rabbeinu Shalel. Okay. Says the Gemara, Rav Chiyah held that you should sing Torah out on the streets. What about, what about that your jewel, the Torah, should be hidden like your thighs? He says, that's talking about mitzvahs. You hear this? Torah should be out in the public. Tzedakah, gemilas chasadim should be done privately. Okay. Now, Alma nizifa didhu From both these stories, you see, let's get back to our point, that nizifa, when a person puts themselves into rebuke in Eretz Yisrael, it's 30 days, not the seven like we said. Says the Gemara, nizifa's nasi shiny. The reason why those last the 30 days is because they messed with the nasi. They messed with the big kahuna. But if you're in Nazifa without having uh, been in rebuke because of the Torah leader, the, to- the leader of the Torah, uh, the Torah leader of that generation, then Nazifa Taka is only going to last seven days. Okay, says the Gemara. Okay, Nazifa didan kama have it. How long is rebuke in outside Eretz Yisrael? Chad yaimatz one day. Because of the story of Shmuel and Marukva. Let's get into some more stories. When Shmuel and Marukva were sitting and learning Marukva, sat four Amas away from Shmuel out of Kavod. He wouldn't sit within Dalad Amas of his Rebbe. When they sat in judgment, Shmuel would sit in front of Marukva. When they were judging, Shmuel would show Kavo to Marukva, because Marukva was the Av Bezdem. And when they would, um, when they would uh, set up a chair for Marukva, they would lay out a mat, they would sit, so that he would be able to hear the words of Shmuel. Even though Shmuel was sitting in front of him, they made sure that they had a, a good um, opening between the two to be able to converse, to be able to talk. Okay, now, now that we explained this relationship between Shmuel and Marukva, and that they would learn Torah together, Marukva would walk Shmuel to his host. Wherever Shmuel was staying, Marukva would walk him home out of respect. Yumachad, one day, Itri Bedina, Marukva got caught up in the, in the uh, Bezdin. Hava Azo Shmuel Basrei. So, um, he was, what it means he got caught up? It means he was, he was thinking about it. He was thinking about what happened in Bezdin, and he forgot that he was supposed to be accompanying Shmuel, and Shmuel ended up walking behind him. Okay? Kiamatlebeise, they got to his house. Amarle, Shmuel said, Lainiga Lach, Lishilimar Betigre. He says, listen, um, it literally means like, wh- why are you upset at me? Why are you in a machlaikas with me? But what Shmuel really is saying is like, hey, Marukva, usually you walk me home, you show me covet, and today something's different. What happened? So, Yoda denokit milsa Marukva realized that Shmuel was sensitive to this. 
He put himself into rebuke for one day for not. What was he doing? Such a beautiful message. What was Marukva doing? He was involved in business. He was involved in Bezdin. He was helping Klau Yisrael. You know what he should say to Shmuel? Stop being so sensitive. I, I have a community relying on me. I, I can't be worried about. I, I can't be worried about. But that's not what Marukva does. After the fact, he sees Shmuel's upset and he's macabre and he rebukes himself. He's macabre. You know what? It's not an excuse. Even if I did it, I did it wasn't a transgression. I could have done better. He realizes he could have done better. He was macabre rebuke on himself. This, by the way, starts getting practical for us. Because sometimes we could do something, we could say something, it could be with our, particularly with Tamidi Chachamim, but it could even be in our homes, with our spouses, our children, parents, and sometimes words slip out that either we instantly regret or we realize later. Even if, even if we're not necessarily wrong, it's worthwhile being macabre for the next day, a little bit of rebuke to be a little more careful. There was a woman who was sitting on a path. Listen to this. How this poshtakare, and she was stretching out her legs. She's in a path. Yet her feet are sticking out in the aisle where people are supposed to walk. And she was dealing with her barley. There's a bunch of yeshiva guys walking by. She kept her feet out in the aisle. You could step over me. I ain't moving my feet for nobody. Omar Kama Chatzifa Hayitza. So one of the one of the yeshiva guys said, Echutzpan. Yeah, this woman's a mechutzif. What type of midas is this? Basic, basic manners, you know what I mean? Asoy Lekameda Rav Nachman. She came in front of Rav Nachman to find out when this yeshiva guy said this about her, whether there was any practical applications of this for her. Is she in Cherim? Is she in Nidoy? What's going on? Is she rebuked? Amar Lehi Misham Meshama Bepuneh. Did you hear Shamta? Did you hear him say Shamta? Amar Lehi She said no. Amar Lehi Zilna Hagin Izuse Chadiyam Ben Avsheich. So you're not really put in tax communication, but you should go home and live one day of rebuke. Zutcher Bar Tuvia Avi Kaposik Sidra Kamei Dravuda. Zutcher Bar Tuvia was sitting and learning in front of Ravuda. Kimata Lahi Psuko when he came to the pasuk of Feile Dere David Achreinim. These were the last words of David Amar Lehi. He said to Ravuda Achreinim the last words. Well, what were the first words? Machal Dikri Shainim. There must have been earlier words. Rishayim Aniyah. What were those earlier words? Shasik Le'Amalei V'Lamidis. Reb Yehuda didn't respond. Hadar Amalei. So Zutcher Bar Tovia said, "Achrayim." The later words, Mechlal Dika Rishayim. Seems there's earlier words. Rishayim Aniyah. What are they? He asked them again. Amalei Reb Yehuda says, "My daita, what's on your mind?" Le'Yada Pirusha Daikra Lav Gaver Abahu. What do you want? Is it that you want to show? That I'm not a great person. Yeah? Is that, is that what you're trying to prove? Because I couldn't answer you the first time, you'd ask me again? You got, you got to rub it in? Oh, boy. Ho-ho. was upset about this. So he put himself into rebuke for one day. For not chopping the reason why Rabbi Huda was initially quiet. He asked again. And by asking again, Rabbi Yudah felt that he was rubbing it in. And because of that, for not chopping the first time, Marzutra was makabo rebuke. He's going to take a day to think about this. 
how in the future to, to realize different people's personalities and different people's responses. Says the Gemara B'daytan Alemiha. The bottom line is, let's answer the Shaila now. David Amalek's last words were Lachrein. Mechlal Dikri Shainim. No, Mai. Bottom line. What were the earlier words of the Pasuk? Now that we took the message of the story of Zotra Bartovia and Rabbi Huda, what's Pshat in this Pasuk? Answers the Gemara. David spoke to Hashem the words of this song. From the hand of his enemies, and from the hand of Shaul. David says to David when he's saying this song of salvation. David, let me tell you something. Your song is about the downfall of Shaul. You shouldn't do that. If you were Shaul and he was David, I would have knocked off, I would have lost many Davids before him. Okay? Um, therefore, therefore, you're go- ultimately going to survive Shaul because, uh, you know, because that's what's meant to be, so to speak. That's your mazel. A song of, of Shigoyen, of David, singing to Hashem about, about Kush, the son of Shaul. Okay, so we see that um, in the, the Achrainim words is referring to this, uh, to this earlier conversation that David HaMelech had with the Rebbe Hashem. Why are we calling him Kush and not, and not Shaul? Elamai Kushi, why is Shaul called Kushi? Kushi means Meshunah Be'irai. Because a person who is from Kush is unique. He's Meshunah, he's unique in his city. He looks different. Rosh has people from Kush, which could be Ethiopia, have black skin. So too Shaul was Meshunah, was unique in his actions. Says Rashi, he was a complete tzaddik. He was a tzaddik gummer. All right? So HaKadosh Baruch who's rebuking David, so to speak, yeah, but oh, my enemy, I thank you for saving me from the hands of my enemy, from the hands of Shaul. HaKadosh Baruch is telling David, David, listen, the only reason why this whole thing is set up in the first place is because of your mazalois, you're supposed to take over his kingship and it's going to stay in your family, not his family, but don't start with this, oh, Shaul's a bad guy and therefore not, no, it's not what it's about. Shaul's a righteous tzaddik. Okay. Similarly, we find. That Miriam and Aaron spoke Lashon Hara about Maisha Rabbeinu's wife, that he separated from her. Maisha Rabbeinu's wife wasn't named Kushis, her name was Tsipaira. Just like a Kushis has darker skin, so to Tsipaira was unique in her actions. Similarly, we find the Yishma Eved Melech Hakushi, the 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 Eved who who was the servant of the king of Cush heard the Chikushi Shmai Vlev Tzidkia Shmai, referring to the servant of Tzidkia, not Kushi. Elamak Kushi Mishuna Ba'irai Av Tzidkia Mishuna Be'Maisav. It's interesting that we're comparing the a person's color of their skin to the content of their character. Right? That's really what the Gemara is doing here. It's very interesting. Right? The Gemara is saying the, the, the uniqueness of the color of the skin is 
contrasted with the content of the character. Similarly, we find Halay Kivnei Kushiim Atemli Bnei Yisrael. You Kla Yisrael are like Kushiim, are like dark-skinned people. Why are you calling us dark-skinned people? Why don't you call us Kla Yisrael? Just like a dark-skinned person is noticeably dark-skinned. So too, Kla Yisrael's actions need to be noticeably different than the actions of the nations. There's a story. When This is uh, uh, just a, a story about the dress of a person. Somebody came to one of the uh, Chesidah Rebbe's and he was dressed like a non-Jew, dressed like a Gentile. So, um, yeah, enlightened Jew. Yeah, Le- left, uh, left Torah, left the Rebbe. So, so he, asked this, he asked the Rebbe, why do you dress so funny? Why are you dressing with your hat, your strimal, your knickers, your this? Like, what? Dress just normal. Just be normal, right? So the Rebbe tells him, he says, uh, this is the Messiah. This is the tradition. This is how my grandfather dressed. My grandmother, we don't change the way that we dress. There's a way that a Yid, a yid dresses, and we don't change that. We don't change our look. So the guy says, did Avram Avinu wear a strimal? If it's part of the tradition, you think Avinu wore a strimal? Says the Rebbe, you're right. Avram Avinu for sure did not wear a strimal, nor do I know what his wardrobe looked like, but there's one thing I could tell you. Whatever the Gayim wore, he wore something different. That's all I know. He may not have worn a strimal, but he also didn't look like a Gentile in the street. He looked different with his looks, with his actions, with his conduct. And that's the responsibility of Klal Yisrael. says in the name of what's shot in the Pesach, which says, The words of David ben Yishai, the words of the Hukam all, what's Hukam all? He's the one who really taught Klal Yisrael about the yoke of Tshuva, about the ability to... to uh, to repent and come closer. A yoke, by the way, people view a yoke like something which is schleppy. That's not what a yoke is. Any farmer knows, I'm not a big farmer, but I, I, I learned this from a farmer, that the reason why a yoke was invented is because initially the oxen would plow without a yoke and they would refuse to plow after two, three times because it was too difficult. So they invented the yoke to actually make the plow more pleasant on the neck of the ox. When we're makabal ol machushamayim, it has to be done with pleasantness. It's not a burden, it's actually a way that relieves the burden of the world on us. That's the yoke, the benefit of the yoke of tshuva, to make our lives more beautiful. Okay. Amr alikei Yisrael li diber tzor alikim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, li diber, he spoke it to me tzor um, um, tzor Yisrael, maisha ba'adam tzadik maisha yiras alikim. Maika Omar, what's pshat in this Pasuk? Yeah, because if you look at the Pasuk, it says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the ruler, and then the tzadik is the ruler. Who's the ruler? Amr Rabbi Yavah, Rabbi Yavah says, Haki Gamar, this pshat in the Pasuk, rules over mankind. Me, my shall be. But who controls me? Tzadik. Sha'ani geyser, gzeira. 
I make a decree, umevatla, and a tzaddik is able to mevatel my decree. Vazok Davra Melech. What does Davra Melech teach us? Hashem Tzilchal Yad Yeminecha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is our shadow. HaKadosh Baruch Hu follows us. We're in charge. Our actions decide how HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates back to the world. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, yes, I'm the ruler. But you know what I decided as the ruler? That tzaddikim can rule over my decisions and can change something that I've created. Unbelievable. These are the names of David Amalek's warriors, the Gibayrim, who sat, who, um, who sat with him. My Kamar, what's shot in the Pasuk? He sat with him. He sat in a very humble position. What does that mean? When David Melech was sitting in Yeshiva, he did not sit on the most, the big throne, pillows, mattresses, very comfortable. David Melech would sit and learn Torah on the ground. Because when Ira Ha'iri was alive, he would teach the Yeshiva guys with karmakosis, pillows and mattresses, very comfortable. But when Ira died, David Melech became the Rebbe. But he sat on the ground. They said, No, sit on the big leather chair. Sit on the big Rebbe chair over here. But what happened? He agreed, uh, he decided that he's not going to do that. Yeah, he's not going to do that. Because he didn't do that, that's why we call him a mighty warrior. Tach Kemaini, Amarav, Rav says, Amalekadish Baruch, Kadish Baruch says, Hayo Vishbata Atzma, since you humbled yourself when you became the Rebbe, Tehe Kemaini, you will be like me. What does that mean? Shani Geizer Gzeir Avatamavadla. If I ever make a decree, you, Davra Melech, have the Kayach to remove the decree with your davening. Raish Hashaloshim, Raish Hashalishim. He's the head of the Shlishim. What does that mean? Tehe Raish, Lishlisha Avais. You will be the Raish of the three Avais. Yehidus Rashi says Davra Melech is gonna is going to lead Avram Yisroch and Yaakov into the world to come into Elam Haba, yeah. Also La Asid Lavi, La Asid Lavi. In the in the times of Mashiach and Chiyas Amesim, we're going to be led by Davra Melech. Who Adoni Atzoni? He is he is Adinoi from Atzoni. What does that mean? He would bend himself over. Like a tailas, like a worm, which means he was hunched over in a very humble position. When he went out to war, his demeanor completely changed. Firm as wood. Firm as wood. You gotta know when to be humble and you gotta know when to be stark. You can't always be humble, that's wrong. And you can't always be upright. David Amelech had, he had it. He knew exactly when to do what. David HaMelech stood over 18 halalim at once. What happened? Says the Gemara. Every arrow he shot was so strong that 800 people would be killed by that one arrow. Okay? That's how, that's how like, powerful that arrow was. Like a gunshot. It keeps going. Bounce off this, move up. And he would still be upset that it didn't kill a thousand. 
That was his expectation, his perfection that he demanded of himself in battle. Oh, how could one person chase a thousand? came out and said, You know why you couldn't kill a thousand because of Oriachiti? You sinned with that story. But 800, we'll let you have. We'll end with this. And some say Rav Huna himself said the following statement. If a Talmud, if you have a Talmud, who has to put somebody into Nidoi because they disrespected him. Yeah, it's a valid Nidoi. Okay? It's a valid Nidoi. Meaning, you could even do it for yourself. Titania. How do you know that works? Because we learned in Abraisa, you know what? We're holding by the Tanya. We're in the middle of the Sugya. We'll pick up again from the bottom of Tazayin Amad Beis, with the with the names of Ravuna and uh, those quoting Ravuna. And Bezhan, we'll pick up from here, 7 o'clock on Matzei Shabbos to learn together Dafyod Zayin. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody.